Welcome to the first episode of the Beauty Brains and Books podcast. I'm Kara Duffy, and today we're going to be chatting about January's pick, which was my pick, a New York Times bestseller, Where the Crawl Dead Sing by Delia Owens. Now, this is about the intertwining of two timelines inside the marshlands of North Carolina. Uh, really a story of survival. Yeah. I think I would best describe it, but let's first introduce ourselves before we get in here. I'm joined by a couple of our other book club members here at CBS 12. I'm Alex, I am on the digital content team. I'm Lauren, I'm one of our morning meteorologists. <laughs> we know who you are. I know. <laughs> I'm Just Beverly, I'm the producer. Producer oh. extraordinaire. Yes, yes. <laughs> so, um, okay, so this this month, you know, where the crawdads sing. I know there was a lot of mixed reviews from mm -hmm. it, and that's part of the reason why I wanted to pick it because I kind of wanted the motivation to force myself to read this one because I was hearing so much about it. What did you guys think? Did it live up to the hype for you, Bev? This was a really questionable pick. I was <laughs> really, really nervous. It started off so slow. Just yeah, so incredibly slow. I was like, we need to get to the meat and potatoes of this book, and it just didn't happen until the end for me. So a little anticlimactic. Yeah, it was. I liked it. Uh, I know it was a little slow, but I found the beginning of it to be really, really interesting. This might just be like my inner science nerd. I also lived in South Carolina for a couple of years, so I felt like not a total connection, but hey, it was set in North Carolina. Um, you know, I found the marshlands to be really interesting. It was really environmental. I like science and that kind super of stuff. Super descriptive too. Like I feel yeah, like so I as you cool. were reading, you could like see what she right. was and talking about. And she like about. described bugs and trees. And I know that might not be like interesting to, <laughs> to a lot of people. Bev didn't really care for it. But I thought it was really cool because I like plants and you know the geography and learning about different areas. So I don't know. I was intrigued by that. I know it was a little slow, but I still thought that part was at least really interesting. What about you, Alex? Um, I thought the visual descriptions were great, yeah. but I agree with Babs that it was just way too slow. I think if it was broken up where you saw a little bit of the trial of this murder that happened and, you know, kind of more bouncing back and forth, so that way you get a little bit more hype and a little bit faster pace in between, I think I would have enjoyed it more. Yeah, I know some of our other coworkers were joking, like, if you just shaved off the first 150 pages, yeah. I would have loved it. And it's like, I kind of feel like that gave you clues, though, like the foreshadowing <laughs> mm -hmm. leading on to it. Looking back, no? Yes, yeah. but, like, I was in it as soon as we met Tate. As soon as it wasn't just her anymore, right. I was with it. Did we all fine. like Tate? I mean, better than Chase. Better than Chase. Hundred percent better than Chase. Yeah, he's a good person. Oh, he turned into a good person. But then person. he turned yeah. and it was, eh. it was real questionable. I thought it was kind of cool how, if for those of you that haven't read it, it went, it goes back and forth between the past and I guess what would be considered the present day of the book, kind of a thing. It yeah. just goes back and forth between over the span of twenty years, and then it kind of all meets in the middle. Yeah. yeah. So yeah. it was cool the way that it was set up. I liked it. I liked rooting for her. Same. I, from like the very beginning, I was like, you know, this girl, here she is in this marsh, defend for herself. She was almost like a bit of a rumor in town. Yeah. You know, like yeah. people would speak of her. You didn't know if you really saw her or not, you know. And then when she made these relationships along the way and um, even just like simply learning to read like yeah. and, and getting friendships, it's kind of, you know, felt like a survival of the fittest. Like she was out there on her own. And then when she did do well, you're like, oh. Yay, yeah, I was like rooting for you. Like you really wanted her um, to do well. So as far as the ending, the trial, if you haven't read it yet and you plan on reading Spoilers it. Spoilers here. Yeah. Thanks Spoilers. for joining us. <laughs> Toodles. But um, okay, so if you haven't read it yet, this is your time to leave. 
but for those that have, first off, did you think reading through it, the poems, did you think she that was? That completely took me off guard. Yes. Really? 100%. 100%. Did, you have, like, did you think it was someone else? I thought it was, a, I thought yeah. it was an Amanda or the name? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, yeah. I thought Amanda was a real poet, that she was reading her, like Amanda's poems. Like she just yeah. liked it? Yeah. yeah. It was a poet huh. she found she, that she enjoyed and this read is them. The, she, she learned how to read, and this is what she chose right. to read. Yeah. Oh, wow. Okay, so that kind of came like full circle at the end. And then as far as... Um, how it ended with her getting acquitted, but then you later find out she actually did it. She did it. Was anyone plot surprised? Twist. Plot twist. Um, Such a plot I twist. I was. <laughs> so towards the towards the end of the book, when the trial was going on, I was like, okay, they can't make it this obvious that she would be the one to do it. So I thought Tate did it, like on her behalf. Yeah. Yes. Anything yeah. on her? Yeah. yeah. Kind of on her behalf. Same. And then you get to the the ending of a chapter, and it's like the cops. The boats are surrounding Tate's boat, and I'm like, oh my god, I was right, he did do it. Exactly. And then you turn the page and you find out it was, they were just letting him know his the father died. died. I just started hysterically crying reading this book. And then I was like, maybe the ending of it is that we don't ever know right. what happened. Yep. That's and what I was I okay too. with not knowing. Me too. And then it gets to the last page. And then that last poem. <sighs> right? That last poem. That last it's poem. Once. Yeah. I, I loved it. I mean, like you guys said, slow at first, but I feel like it's so worth it in the end. And I feel like a lot of people, I know Kristen Chapman, she was the one that, I'm like, Ugh, I don't know what the hype is with this. <laughs> like, I'm so over it. Right. And she's like, don't stop. Like, you can do it, get through. And then the end, you're just like, I want more. Yeah, I want Agreed. to know what happened to yeah. all of them later. In, you know what I mean? Like, she has such just, an interesting life. Yeah. Yeah. I did, did you I have agree. like a favorite message or takeaway from the book? Ooh, Ooh that's um, a good one, Laura. That is a good one. Yeah. Good question. Woo! That's a really good question. Um, I don't know. No. You want to well, think on it? Yeah, let me think on that. <laughs> <Let me know. laughs> I have two, so I can answer if you want. Okay, go, go for okay, it. Go so for it. there was a part in the book. Uh, this is a part of my review too, and mm -hmm. I think you can read this online. Um, uh, that their mom, when they, it was uh, Kaya and her siblings, all the girls were out on the boat and they yes. were like running through the mud and I think they had like painted their nails and they were okay. all playing on the boat and they like were laying on their backs and they all put their toes and their hands up just talking about like painting their nails and uh -huh. their mother was saying to them like, you need your girlfriends. Like no matter what you're doing in life, you need to be surrounded by a tribe of girls. And I just like, I thought that was so nice. I actually printed it out here. Okay, go. No, you can read. Oh. I mean, I feel like keep the passion going, girl. Okay. You, you read so it out. But, but it is such, it's the first so, one. That so she wrote. this was the quote from, from the book. You need some girlfriends, hun, because they they're forever, without a vow. A clutch of women's the most tender, most tough place on earth. And I, I think that's true. Yeah. There's nothing like your best friends um, that are girlfriends. Sorry, guys. Like, you know. Um, you guys but are great, nothing, but not yeah. like we're nowhere near a friend. real thing, and yeah. I think there's nothing like it. And I think I that is that. such a cool message too in you know today's society. I feel like women really have been like you know there's nothing better than strong women yeah. supporting other strong women. And you know you joke sometimes like oh getting a compliment from another girl like always feels so much better it than does. when a guy gives it to you because so it's like better. you always. it's just this empowering thing. And I think you know that quote quote to the reason I'd printed it out because it is so true. It's such a huge message, no matter if, you know, you're in a swamp in the middle of North Carolina right. or in present day, you know, that doesn't change. Like you need you need your you girl need your tribe, yeah. right? But see what's crazy about that is she never had that. Right. Literally never had that. I guess that. the closest would be the like the goals. Uh, the goals were right. the closest. Right. Right. Yeah. Maybe she even was, Mabel. I was just gonna say like well, that Mabel kind of relationship. Like, but but, I feel like Mabel took on like the mom role. Right. Like yeah. Mabel and Jumpin', like those were her parents. Yeah. Like right. when he displayed that book in the window after she the first one, I was like Proud proud parent like, moment. Proud yeah. Parent yeah. Moment. 
Yeah. I know Kyle was like very isolationist during like growing up, but I kind of wish the book had delved into how much of an impact Jump In and Mabel had on her growing up because her parents left her and she just like essentially adopted these two as her parents. And then it goes to show you too, just having that support, you know, once she kind of had that, you know, things. 100%. All not came together for her, but you know, sometimes all you need is for someone to, to listen you. to you and believe right. in you. Yeah. And that was another like big theme through that. You know, she just needed someone to. That was one of my there. favorite parts of the book when she like first got it together with you know selling the fish and like selling the the what was muscles? it the was muscles it? Yeah. yeah muscles in the fish. And when she brought the fish and jumping was just like these things ain't gonna sell, right. Right. but, but we gonna try. Them. But he still yeah. took them, yeah. and she was like, okay. I can make this work, we can make this work, we can help her, we can just say that, you know, somebody else gave up this stuff. Like, I love that aspect of taking on another family member. And then when she came to the house at the, after the funeral jump in, like... It really shows even, that a community helps raise a person. Yeah. For sure. Also because she didn't even go to the funeral of Tate's dad. Right. She couldn't do it. Right. With her own, you know, people in her in her community, right. well, another <laughs> another kind of takeaway that I really liked from, and I think it um, talks about this a little bit towards the end of the book. It was like she was an outsider to this whole community, and it was was she an outsider because she was different, or was she different because she was an outsider? Ooh. True. And so it was kind of like it's a message like don't judge a book by its cover. Just because someone's a little different from you or totally different from you doesn't mean they're a bad person. They're just different and you could have a lot to learn from each other. Mm -hmm. I love it. Mm -hmm. So do you guys think on that note, on a positive note, I kind mm. of like, think we should wrap here, right? Yeah. All right, okay. so before we go though, real quick, would you recommend it slash read it again? No, I would not, I would not read this again. So this isn't one you like look back <laughs> no, on and not, like, I'll no. read this one again, no? No, mm -mm, I'm, not, I'm not reading this again. <laughs> okay, Lauren? I'd recommend it to someone, I really liked it. Okay, I'd recommend it, clearly. I picked it for the book club, <laughs> and I'm taking these a little personal, but no, what about you? I might rec I might recommend it. I'd be like, hey, it's at least worth reading once, but I personally would not read it again. Would you tell them to start at page 150? I probably would. <laughs> I'd probably tell them, just skip yeah. all wherever this. Give them the cliff meet, notes. Yeah. And wherever then, you meet Tate, tell them to start there. Yeah. That's right. when it's good. You heard it from Bev. Meet where they, start where they meet Tate. <laughs> Done. Not a bad Would have saved us all a lot of reading, <laughs> right? A lot of well, we want to thank you all for joining us, and we want you to join us again next month. And we're going to be reading uh, the Tattooist of Auschwitz. This was Terry Hornstein's pick. This is by Heather Morris, and then we'll be back again, uh, you know, to discuss this book. This should I be very am interesting. so excited! Me too. Me too. I've heard good things, like really, really good things. I also, so excited. I also heard like prepare. To cry. Obviously, oh, to cry, cry a lot. Sure. So maybe a read in the privacy of your own home. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Someone kind got it sent into the newsroom yesterday, and we were like, we read the first the summary and the first page of the prologue, and we were hooked. Ooh. Ooh. So is it so still so in the newsroom? I don't know if yes. I don't. I think Eric's I copy go, is here. Yeah. I gotta go read that. Okay, awesome. <laughs> well, make sure you subscribe to this podcast. We're available on Apple, Spotify, and Anchor FM. You can learn more at cbs12.com. Until next time, we'll see you guys then. All right.